Welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Switch podcast, where we dig deep into Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you besides. We're going to unwrap kingdom culture, kingdom benefits, and therefore kingdom lifestyle. I'm Trish Jones, and with me is Susan Fleming Speesman. And just to say, it's all good. Hey there, just a quick heads up. This episode is our final discussion on the lies that we're sold about sin, forgiveness and sanctification. If you have not listened to parts one and two, I would highly recommend that you go listen to those before you listen to this episode. It is epic. He is looking at what we're doing wrong and he is thinking, I just want you to come to me because... I've got the answer to that. You don't need to steal that. You don't need to have your neighbor's husband. You don't need to go and kill somebody because they've offended you. Come to me because I have everything that you need and everything that you want is in me. Mm. Mm. I mean, people just got to think about how they feel when their child goes off and does something wrong. Yeah. The average person yeah, doesn't kill their kid. And that's something... That didn't, I didn't really get love until I had a kid. Wow. Until you have your own. Yeah. Because, of course, my parents would tell me they love me. But I didn't, I guess on some degree, I didn't really believe it. Right. Just like they would say, oh, God loves you. Well, I was filtering that through their love which is imperfect. So I really didn't understand the way that God could love me until I had my son. And then it was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. it does not matter yeah. what he does. It doesn't matter. It does not change. Do I agree with everything he does? No. Does it change my love for him? Never. Yeah. Never. And if we could just grasp that, yeah. that's just a drop in the bucket of the way that God loves us. Absolutely. <clears throat> the night that Elodie was born, she was hours old, maybe 12 hours by then. And she was led on the bed. They put her in the bed because she was unsettled. And I didn't realize that apparently if you have a child in there, I have to have an emergency cesarean. They mm. do try and keep them closer to the mother. And my daughter turned her head and looked at me. And then it was like, oh, you're still there. And then turned her head mm -hmm. back again. And I went, man, you're cheeky already. But that, that, mm. how can I put it? That presence, Susan, that presence when you have your baby is just so huge. And I'm telling you, it was at that point that I understood why people mourn the way they do over cot deaths. Mm. Because before that, I would think, well, the baby's like only a week old. So, you know, why are you yeah. hollering like that? And I'm telling you at that point, Susan, I understand mm. their massive, massive presence. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the God that goes after the one. So for someone to say, there's already so many, quote, Christians, why does he care about me? Oh. Because you're his. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you have eight kids and one dies, 
you're still going to mourn that one as if it's your only, right? It's not like the other eight make up for the one that's gone. He loves you to that degree that it's just you and him. Like, even though there's a bunch of us, it's still so personal to him, that relationship, that it be you and him. That's why he pursues you. That's that closeness. Yeah. What I was going to say was, because I'd forgotten part of what I was going to say, when Elodie was born, where she'd been, I was in labor for so long for days, right? Yeah. Her head was so long. And we uh-huh. laugh at her now and we say, when we put your hat on, it was at the end of your head. And her eyes were literally almost touching her forehead, right? And then one of my HR managers said, what does she look like? And I said, her eyes are touching her forehead. Her head is really long. And I started making up all of these things. I said, but she's mine. Yeah. Yeah. So what I was saying was by then her head had gone back to normal. And yeah, she was just, I know I'm saying it, but she was a gorgeous baby. But I was making it up jokingly. But what I was saying was no matter what she looks like, she be mine. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how God feels about us. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So another place that we see he uses this word, Ephesus, is in Acts 26, when Jesus is actually talking to Saul. So he's not Paul yet. He's still Saul. And Jesus Mm -hmm. is commissioning him to, to the Gentiles. And there in verse 18, he says, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. So we've got that word there, forgiveness again of sins, and he's clearly saying it's for the Gentiles as well. And again, that just just keep going back to that definition, just it, the sins have never been committed. We have that, we have that same openness to be with him. But what I love about the second half of this verse, right? He doesn't stop at forgiveness of sins. He says, and they get the inheritance. Yeah. Inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. So what really stood out to me when I was doing this research, we were going to stop with forgiveness. And in the second part of that verse, it just jumped out at me, have been sanctified, past tense. Yeah. And so I was like, wait a minute, I got to look at this. Because my whole life growing up in church, I've heard sanctification is a process. Like you got to work for your sanctification. Same here. Yeah. So this lie that sanctification has to be earned. It's just that. It's a lie. Right? It's past tense here. We have the inheritance. We have been sanctified by faith in Him. Right? So, just for clarification, the definition. I love Trish was asking me before we started, what is the definition of sanctification? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we should probably define that. Yeah. But so looking this up, the actual definition is the action of making or declaring something holy. 
Whoa. Right? The word process isn't anywhere in here. And the way that I read it, it doesn't sound like anything I can do for myself. And people will get hung up on that as well, because even though he says for us to be holy as he is holy, people were not holy. It's just a saying. It's just a saying. We can't possibly be holy. Mm. And holy is about wholeness as well. But anyway, we won't go into that too much because yeah. I don't want to go <laughs> off track. But yeah. Yeah. But he says, right? He declares we're holy. Yeah. By faith in him. Th- that's we the are, bit. Yeah. We are sanctified. Yeah. That's the bit that I'm like itching to get on. By faith in me by faith in him a lot of our problem is that we're trying to have faith in ourselves we're trying to have faith in the system we're trying to have faith in somebody else we're looking for external things to have faith in rather than have faith in him and it's like i say often that jesus doesn't have a problem with the fact that he said it's finished he's not planned on coming back to redo what he did on the cross it is finished And he says, have faith in me, have faith in what I have done, because I have faith in what I have done. I did it for you so that you wouldn't have to go through it, so that you wouldn't have to go round. You wouldn't have to be like the children of Israel and take a short journey and it's going to last you 40 years because you just won't get it. Yeah. And the argument that's given there is and i'll show you your face right but again it's coming from people who who don't know the whole verse but faith without works is dead but they've taken out of context because they heard somebody else say faith without works is dead and so they're repeating it and that's their argument for we have to keep working and the thing is about performance that it's about what we're doing yeah to better ourselves so that we can present ourselves to God. And they've got that completely wrong when it talks about works there because it's not talking about performance. What he is saying is, if you believe, if you're having faith for your healing, then stop talking about the fact that you're sick. Yeah. If you're having faith for your finances, stop saying I'm broke. So that's a demonstration that you you are in faith. Because everyone else is laughing. I think you put up something on Facebook about Noah. Oh my yeah. gosh, I wanted to nick that. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Noah didn't worry about the doubters. He just carried on building. Yeah. What was it, Susan? You go for it. Yeah, yeah. He said, what was it? He didn't stop building the ark to explain himself to all the doubters. I think I said something like, just keep building and let the rain, rain do the talking. Speak. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let the rain speak for yeah. itself. And so when yeah. people are laughing at you and saying, gosh, this is just so foolish, you're yeah. so narrow-minded that the only thing you can see is I have asked Jesus and I know that it's in the works. I may not be able to see it, but it is done. It is done. Mm-hmm. I just need to get that revelation so I can then get the manifestation and you just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Kenneth Copeland said once that uh, he kept going on to God about the fact that he wanted a car. He wanted to learn to drive. And then one day mm-hmm. God just said to him, Kenneth, at least help me out. Go and get a license. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so true. We sit back and wait for God to do it. Yeah. yeah. 
you got to participate. Yeah. yeah. And then think that, and the worst thing is we think we're spiritual by doing it. Oh no, I'm not yeah. going to move. I'm not going to move. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And when it comes to faith as well, we have to exercise wisdom. And where does wisdom come from? I remember the day when I said to Chris, oh my gosh, I've been reading Proverbs and wisdom talking about Jesus. And he's, no, it's not. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, mm. yes, it is. And then I can't remember what I read one day. And I went to him and I said, see, I wasn't wrong. Jesus is wisdom. That's who God is talking about. And so if Jesus is wisdom and it is finished and we have faith by him, works doesn't mean that we have to work to get what yeah. he what we're asking for works means that we've got to act like we have what we've prayed for yeah that we are yeah. he says he is and we can have the life that he promised us the eternal life yeah. and i'm not talking about name it claim it blab it and grab it because again you know, the yeah. minute you talk about having anything that's the first thing people think about and mm. they stop to think that it wasn't just about giving us things that that jesus died for it's the relationships yeah the relationships the health do you know what i mean the vision the insight yeah. into what the kingdom of god is like and living in that kingdom because we don't need to live outside mm -hmm. of the kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. He already did it all. We already have it all. Yeah. It's bringing our awareness to, this is the truth, that I already have these things. Yeah. They've been given as gifts. gifts. Right? It's, it's it, sanctification. The way I read this now is Paul says in 1 Corinthians, Christ is our sanctification. How easily do we say Christ is our Savior, but we don't say Christ is our sanctification? And so we get into this mindset of, we'll have enough faith to believe for salvation, but then we must have to work for the rest of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Paul yeah. said to the Galatians, mm -hmm. by faith, you actually came to Christ and now you want to do it yourself. Huh? Now you want to that's work. exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so we've got to, I would say the practical application here today is just continually bringing your awareness back to this is what God said. Yeah. And it's true. It's truth. Yeah. So I'm going to hang on to this truth. And when my mind tells me something else, I'm just going to keep reminding it. And right? that's, that's the renewing. Knew. Yeah. The renewing of the mind. Yeah. Continually bringing your awareness to the truth. And then eventually you'll believe it. Yeah. Through that repetition. Eventually, if you keep doing that, it'll become belief. Susan, we are coming to an end now, but there's one part here that I really need you to speak about. I know that this podcast is going on longer than we planned, but that very last element where you talked about repentance and I cannot pronounce that word. Yeah, I can't either. I even went back on, you can go on to blueletterbible.org. That's the resource that mm -hmm. I use for all the interpretations. And there's even a thing in there where you can like hear them say it. Yeah. And I've, I practiced the word and I still can't. <laughs> and yeah, it's some, it was something like yeah. to 
There's an extra little something in there that's tripping me up at the end. That's all right. That's okay. Yeah. But the word, the definition of that word is to change your mind. When we talk about repentance, we talk, we typically talk about it in the form of behavior, especially if you think about Catholicism. Yeah. And when you're repenting and you're saying your Hail Marys, and I don't even know all the things. I'm it begging. Back to the, yeah. yeah. Please yeah. will you. Yeah. Please will you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not even what repent means. No. It means just change your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. If we actually really believed in repentance, in real repentance, we would be repenting yeah. all day. God, I tried to do that without you. And I shouldn't have mm-hmm. done it. God, y- y- effectively, yeah, it's doing life without giving you any thought if we really were going to do repentance we would be repenting all day because we would need to be to have our focus and our mindset on him so that our Mm -hmm. mind is renewed but instead we go off and do something and then when we crash the car now because god says stay at home and we're like nah, i want to go we crash a car now yeah sorry i'm going out yeah (laughs) yeah and he says no i don't want you to go and we don't listen Mm. He knows why he said not to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I love that. Once you know what the word repent means, once you know that it means to change your mind, yeah, then it fully supports what we were saying at the beginning about sin not being about behavior. That's right. Yeah. It's about you, your doubt, your unbelief. You're not believing God's word is true questioning he told me not to go out but should i really not go out i think i'm gonna go out anyway like (laughs) it's not trusting yeah and then when they crash what we were talking about the difference between consequences yeah consequence and punishment yeah it's not punishment it's a consequence of you not hearing right yeah the jamaicans say if you can't hear you must feel Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing left to do. Jesus did it all. Yeah. That's what you've got here. Yeah. He did it all. It's done. It's finished. Done. It is finished. And talking about it is finished, I think we need to finish. <laughs> I think we're, yes. <laughs> yep. Wow. We're done. That, that was, was a lot today. <laughs> yeah, that was. In terms of finishing off season. We could send them to all different kinds of resources, but the one resource that I want to send them back to. The Bible? Yeah. I was <laughs> say, the, to go back and read their Bible. Yeah. But honestly, yeah. Susan, what I would love for you to do, and I can't say I'll put it up immediately, but if we can do this in a form that they can download, I will happily put it in a little outgoing Canva and do something so they can just a little. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Let's make a reference because I, the last thing I want is for somebody to feel the weightiness of this and then leave and go, no, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we've definitely dived into deeper things here and we don't want y'all to feel alone in that. So we'll put that resource up. And, and know too, that we're both on social media. I would, I don't want to offer Trish, you can 
speak for yourself here, but I'm I'm totally fine with people just sending me a message. If you're like, I listen to the podcast and I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it it's rocked my world and I need help. I totally message us one or the other, or whatever. But because this is heavy stuff, this is, is. deep stuff. Yeah. We're diving into theology that people have believed their entire life. Yeah. And it's not easy to get rid of that. It's not. And it's something that even now, even though I've had the revelation of the kingdom for a few years now, I still get into this and go, wow. Like he's still peeling back layers for me and it just goes deeper and deeper. So I don't want anyone to feel... First of all, any kind of shame or condemnation that mm. that you didn't know or oh. that you've been living a particular way. And so the responsibility now is what are you going to do with it? Yeah, And that's why we want to be here for you and offer that resource and offer us as resources that we're in this with you. We're discovering things with you. And mm. yes, absolutely. Anything we say, take it back to the Lord. Or come back to us with questions, or because of course we couldn't, we can't cover every, we can't, (laughs) we can't get into all the depths of it in this time span. And I'm sure people will have questions about it. Yeah, just putting that out there. If you want to find me on Facebook, you can send me a message. And um, Trish, I don't know where's the best place to find you. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, I don't frequent it as much as uh, Susan does, but I will read my messages. (laughs) I do get my messages. So yeah, you can reach out to me on Facebook. It's not a problem at all. Yeah. Yeah. And Susan, thank you for mentioning that. And we don't want to feel like we are the distant two, you know, and we Uh, are not displaying that we have the answers to everything. I still have to go to God and ask him questions now over certain things. And uh, I won't always get my answer immediately. As I said to God this morning, I hunger and thirst after righteousness. And his Mm -hmm. word tells us that if we hunger and thirst after righteousness, we will be filled. Yeah. Yeah. So what I'm saying is we don't want to be that kind of distant person that's just going to give you info and then run away and say, don't ask me questions. Yeah. Yeah, we're happy to answer questions. And you know what? We're happy to be challenged with a different perspective that we've not seen before. Because we'll do exactly the same as we're telling you to do. We'll go back to God, unless it's like really freaky way out there. And you're like, (laughs) come on, get a grip. But otherwise, yeah, we've got to do the same thing and go back to Jesus. Because we realize that this isn't about us. This is about us wanting people to live in the kingdom and have that kind of lifestyle and relationship with Jesus. Where they're living in the Garden of Eden. And yet darkness Mm. is still all around them outside the garden. Yeah. This is the kingdom switch. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We're just breaking down the lies of religion. That's the kingdom we're talking about. Yeah. Just that switch to God's kingdom. Yeah. And his way of doing things and his way of seeing things. Yeah. That we have his perception. That we look at the world through his eyes. And we can do that. Because we're one with him. Amen. And that's the journey that we're in with him. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Susan, thank you so much for the way that you've broken that down today. I've learned something from today as well. Mm. I'm telling you, there were times when I felt like, almost like I wasn't here. Is this a dream? Mm. It's really strange. It's it's surreal. It's like, Mm. 
the confirmation of the Holy Spirit saying, yeah, this is what I want. I'm wooing people to come to know me more because we have to remember when we adhere to the Holy Spirit, he allows us to get to know Jesus more. Mm. And what does Jesus do? He introduces us to the Father. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, definitely pick up your Bible because it is a love letter that was written to you. Don't allow everybody else to interpret and you don't get something from it. And ask the Holy Spirit to explain things to you that you don't know. And I will work with Susan. Sorry, Susan, I didn't mean to give you work to do. No, it's fine. Yeah, this sheet done and we'll put a link to it to to download it. And uh, yeah, have a little Bible study, people. I mean, that's that's what's going to change your mind yeah when you allow holy spirit to show you the scripture in a different way yeah yes from Mm -hmm. his intention and not man's yeah yeah excellent so susan thank you so much again and everybody who has listened this far and even if you didn't get this far i'm still saying thank you anyway but for those of you who have listened i'm grateful to you listening to us but please, we want you to hear us and follow Jesus. So that is the end of another episode. Susan, unless you have some final words, have I nicked it again? No, I no, I don't want to get started on anything else. I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> take it back to God. So guys, I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Kingdom Switch. And Susan and I will be back again with you next week. Thank you all for listening.